Hey fam, hello, 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 family. <laughs> um, today we're gonna get into sacrificing. Oh yes, cause our God did it. Hallelujah! And although I could go to Jesus, cause He is the ultimate sacrifice, I want to go to um another one of our brothers and sisters because listen, because listen. It, it hit different because, you know, like, we not Jesus. Like, he and none of us die for everybody else's sin. So, we ain't Jesus. But, like, I feel like we can relate. We can relate to Jesus. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like, another sinful person, you know? Because, like, when you try to, like, you you just don't want to play with God. You get what I'm saying? Like, you just don't want to play with him. <laughs> so, let's, listen, I hope you get, catch this because I ain't try to put my foot in the mouth. I ain't try to have the Lord be like, Jay, what you say? I don't want none of that. So, all I would say is, Moses is, we going to go to Moses. And he was a, he, he was, he wasn't Jesus. That's, that's what I'm going to say. He wasn't Jesus. <laughs> so, let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, Father, because you are worthy of all the praise, Lord. I pray that as this word comes forth, Father, that you use me as your vessel, Lord. I surrender and I submit myself to you, God, for you to use me and pour out to your children, Father. In the name of Jesus, I bind up the flesh, Lord, and we only want to hear what your spirit is speaking, Father. Your spirit, Lord, because you are so worthy, and that's in the name of Jesus, Father. You are so worthy of it all, Lord. Can nobody do do anything like you do it, Father, because you are just the almighty. Lord. Hallelujah, Father. And I just thank you for allowing me to be the vessel that you are choosing to use, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord. I just, I wholeheartedly submit myself to you, Father. Just, just use me, Lord. And I'm praying that my brothers and sisters get breakthrough, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding by this, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we binding up any foul enemy, any lying tongue that will try to come up against this word. We severing at the roots in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah, fam. Hallelujah. Listen, yes, sis, this is a sidebar before we get started. Yes, sis got a house full of kids. <laughs> I'm babysitting. So I might be telling y'all to hold on because, you know, I got to get them in, in check. But this word will go forth in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay. So hold on because I'm about to tell them to sit down again. I just told them to sit down before I hit record. But they must, you know, you you know, they, they little they little baby sinners. They don't listen. <laughs> they baby sinners. That's what I'm going to say. They baby sinners. They don't listen. So hold on real quick. Fam, that is my kids out there sounding like a herd of um, animals because <laughs> my niece is asleep. So, it, it's it's my kids. It be your own kids out here. It be your own kids out here. They just, they, they be the ones. You be all like, uh, they the devil be trying it. No, your kids be trying it. Your kids be trying it. Whew, but listen, I got their little behinds in check. So, uh, let's, we're going to talk about sacrificing, right? And we're going to go back because yesterday and um, the word yesterday, what was the word yesterday's name? Let me look and see because now I want to, I want to know. Not Esther, renew your strength. We we talked a little bit about Matthew, um, 
16. And now we're going to go back to that, right? And it says, let's go to verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. Hallelujah. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give your life up for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Okay, fam. So we're going to stop right there. And it's sacrificing. We, 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 it, we do have to sacrifice for our father because we have to let go of everything we know, family. Everything we know. And I'm telling you, though, as you... Because listen... When I was in the world, it was different people I listened to. And I was like, I, I mean, this is when I was just like, just entering into God's unfailing love. Like I was just beginning to be like, okay, I, I, my pride was, I still was very prideful. Let me say it like that. I was still very prideful. So I was like, I don't want to let this go. What you mean? I can't listen to this. What you mean? Yo, yes, this had, uh, my mouth was filthy. I had a filthy mouth. I, every word was a cuss word that came out of this mouth. Listen, all my fruits was bad. Let me just put it like that. All my fruits, they was bad. You you, you didn't even need to see them. They was just rotting. They was just rotting. Falling off the tree and everything. They was just nasty. <laughs> Fam, y'all hear these kids? It's my kids. Because I know my niece is still asleep. Y'all hear them? Hold on real quick. They so disrespectful. Hold on. Fam, they, listen, we just going to get into this word because they trying it. Listen, <laughs> they trying it, but they, they know they mom. I'm listen, listen, I ain't even going to get into that. We're going to have a motherhood series next. Well, not next, but stay tuned. We're going to have a motherhood series because <laughs> we're going to talk about these kids because they, they be losing their mind and I'm going to help them find it. Okay. But, <laughs> um, it's. Okay, so yeah, it's just, I, w- I was filthy. All my fruit was bad. All of it was bad. And even the fruit that was good, it was bad because it was, who wants to pick a fruit off a right, a good fruit off of a rotten tree? Don't nobody want that. Oh, that's a word right there. That's a word. Who, even if you got a little bit of good fruit, who really want to mess with a rotten tree? Nobody. Nobody. And you know what happened to the tree that didn't produce no fruit? Jesus rebuked it, didn't he? And it withered from the root. But anyway, <laughs> let's uh let's stick on the subject. Well, then that is the subject. What am I talking about? But anyway, so my pride was still in the way. And it was just about me, 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 me. But as I began to sacrifice, like because the Lord was pulling my heart, he would tug my heart and I, 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 it's just a knowing you have, you know, what you're doing is wrong. It's just a knowing, but your pride is in the way you just like, well, this is what I like. And this is what I want to like. But the Lord is like, listen, if you put it down, you're going to find your life. But if you cling on to it, you're going to lose your life. Like, come on, let me show you. Let me show you how I formed the heavens and the earth. Let me take you on this walk with me. But you have to drop it all. You cannot, you can't carry that. This burden is too heavy. That yoke that you're carrying is very heavy. Take my yoke. My yoke is, is light. Hallelujah. You got to go to that verse in a second. 
So fam, I, in the beginning, I didn't want to sacrifice. But as I began to sacrifice, I started to see the wickedness in what I like. I got, I began to see how wicked I was, how I enjoyed darkness, how I loved the darkness more than light, how I didn't want to hear it. Listen, my mom used to play gospel music. I used to be in my room mad. Like, why she got to play that? And it's because when you hear the when you're in darkness, you don't want to be there to light. Let's talk about it. Let's be for real, because that's the way that it is. I used to be like, why she got to blast this early in the morning? I'm trying to sleep. But now, you know, you I wake up to Jesus. I'm like, yes, yes, Lord, you did it for me. It's just a difference. It's a difference between feeling obligated to be like, oh, I love the Lord. I praise them. I'm a worship them. You feel like you, you got to do it versus it's your choice. Like, yes, I want to praise the Lord because he is my strength. He is worthy of my praise. It's a difference. And I have seen, and I have been on the scale on both sides. I have seen both sides of it. And the, and the side that I feel comfortable on is when I began to sacrifice, I began to humble myself and really hear what God was saying. Cause I was going to the Lord with a made up mind. But as I began to hear what the Lord was saying, I got into his word. I began to see, okay, this is why you're bitter because you did this. But the Bible said you should have handled it this way. But the whole time I was trying to go throughout this life without my book of instructions. The Bible is my life. And I was trying to live a life without reading how to live it. So I had all of this bitterness, resentment, anger, hostility, jealousy, envy, um, fornication let's talk about it gluttony all of them different things i didn't i didn't understand why i was bad i heard it was bad but until i got into god's word i didn't understand why it was bad as i began to sacrifice and when i was sacrificed right i would give it up but god would replace it with more of him then i would give something else up. i would sacrifice something else and he would replace it more with him and then I, 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 I'm just in a place where I'm just so in love with the Lord. Because I used to hear all the time, like, oh, I'm so in love with God. I'm like, I used to be like, how you in love with somebody you don't see? For real. Girl, you not content. You just faking it. That's how I used to be. Until the Lord has shown me. I am complete lacking nothing. Okay? I am complete lacking nothing. <laughs> and I'm so happy that the Lord was patient with me. That he uh, took his time with me because, uh, like it, it's just so much rest and peace in the father's kingdom in the world. You get no rest. There's no rest for the wicked. There's none. You always trying to find a way to rob Peter to pay Paul. And I'm not even talking financially. Oh, you worried about what this person doing? You looking at that? You wishing about this? You mad about something that happened six years ago? It's no rest for that. You holding people in a, in a prison in your heart. You are bitter and resentful and jealous and envious and all these other things. And all is, all is doing, cause that person, they still living whatever they living they they still doing whatever they doing they're not thinking a second about you but you stuck there in that jail that satan put you in because you don't want to forgive but as i got more and more and more closer to the father and even when the enemy would bring up what i used to be how i used to act i got to see how forgiven the lord was he says you are forgiven hallelujah he died for me 
for my sins. Hallelujah. He died for y'all too. But listen, this is just a part of my testimony. He died. <laughs> he died for me for my sins even before I even knew him. He died for me. Oh, I just love him, yo. I just love him. And it's just like, I was able to forgive more. The more I learned about the father, the more I'm like, I want to be like him because he's so good. Now, not prideful, not like the enemy. Like, oh, I want to be like him. Like, I want to exalt myself or nah, I ain't playing with God like that. I ain't playing with him. I'm just saying I wanted my heart to be soft. I wanted to have this love that he said that, that he has for me. I wanted to have it for him. I wanted to love my brothers and sisters because they came from him. You get what I'm saying? I want to, and I want it to, and you know, I'm never going to be complete. I'm never going to be complete. I never can be exactly like Jesus on the, on the ballpark, just like Jesus. I can't be that because I understand that in this flesh, this flesh is imperfect. I get that. But my heart, my spirit, who I surrender to, I surrender to Jesus. Yeah, I might get upset. Yeah, I might get angry. But I'm going to go to the Father. I acknowledge him when I'm upset. Because, listen, I don't want to be this way. I don't like how it feels. I don't like how it feels when I feel like I want to I wanna um get mad and snap on somebody. I don't like how that feels. But you know who got me to that point? Jesus. Because it was a time that I would cut somebody out. You want you want to um you want to take it outside? I used to be that person. You know, I did. But as I as I began to sacrifice that, I began to gain the heart of Christ. I, it's just the peace, the peace. It it's the peace for me. It's the peace for you, sis. Like it's okay. Like I understand that people gonna be snakes. I understand that. Listen, and I'm not perfect. The Lord forgave me for being a snake. Do you get me? He forgave me. So who am I not to forgive a snake? Hallelujah. Listen, so I want to look at the definition of sacrifice. An act of... Hold on. They're talking about... Okay, we'll read the first one. An act of slaughtering an animal or person or surrendering a possession as an offering to God or or to a divine or supernatural figure. We only talking about Jesus, Google. That's it. Offer or kill as a religious sacrifice. Hold on, let's look up another definition. Uh, the act of giving up something that you want to keep, especially in order to get or do something else or help someone. An act of killing a person or animal in a religious ceremony as an offering to please God. A person or animal that is killed in a sacrifice. And you know, okay. How can I put this? And sacrificing, right? When we hear slaughtered, Jesus was slaughtered. He was slaughtered for us. He was our sacrifice. Do you understand that? He was our sin offering. He's our sacrifice and he was slaughtered. But do you see how he didn't love his life too much to hang on to it? But he gave his life up up for us so we could find our lives. Jesus already know who he is. Catch this. I pray that you catch this in the name of Jesus. Jesus already knew, but he didn't cling on. When he was in that garden, he didn't say, forget it. Because he realized everything that was going to happen to him. He didn't say, oh, forget it. Because they sinners anyway. He didn't say that. But he gave up his life for us. So we can find it. Our lives are hidden in Christ Jesus. 
Hallelujah. You know, the Lord, he might be telling somebody, you got to give up this relationship. You got to give up this man. You got to give up this job. You got to give up this house. But know that he got a plan. Hallelujah. Know that he has a plan. You know, maybe you do got to give up those people. But know that God got a plan. Know that there's a ram in the thickest. Know that that although Jesus, he was hung on that cross, he was treated like a criminal. He was treated like an animal. Although that that happened, right? He's still resurrected. Hallelujah. We always talk about even, especially on Easter, he has risen. Hallelujah. So you have to know, yes, it, it, it's going to it's gonna hurt when you feel like you sacrifice it. It's going to hurt because you're dying to yourself. You're sacrificing what you feel like is your life. You have to lay it down. But as you sacrifice, you're seeing and you're going to begin to see what your life truly is. The Lord is just like, put that down. You ever see that picture with the little girl and it's Jesus? I'm saying it's Jesus, period. You ever see the little girl in that picture of Jesus and he got the big bear behind his back, but she got the little bear and she's like, but I love it, Lord. But he got something bigger and better. And listen, I'm not trying to be on no prosperity. I'm not just, don't always just go to humanly. Don't always go to, oh, I'm going to get these blessings. I'm going to get this car. I'm going to get this house. No, God wants to bless you with him. Test, test the scriptures and see that it's true. Now, don't test God, but test the scriptures and see that it's true. Put it to test. Tell the father, I received your unfailing love. Lord, show me who you are. You have to admit it. God, how I know you real. I had a time like that. At first, I was scared to say it out my mouth because it's crazy. As a sinner, I still have respect for the Lord. I still feared him, but I was very prideful. You know, like, mm, I'm going to do what I want. But I always knew not to play with him, though. You know, but in, in all actuality, I was playing with him being in sin. Like, that's how deep darkness be. It don't even make no sense. Because you scared of him. <laughs> you scared. You scared like, yo, he can send me to hell. But then you keep doing things to go to hell. I don't understand it. But listen, speak out. Because speak out. Speak out about it. That's what we got to do. Tell God. God, I don't know if you real. God, how I'm supposed to believe these scriptures. All this is, it seems like to me, is a book. Show me that, th- that your words are alive and living. That's how you put it to test. Now, that's that's what I talk about, about test. Because when you take a test, right, you're just trying to get the, you're trying to see if you know the answers. So the only way for you to test the Lord's words is to put them to use. That's all I'm saying. I ain't saying test God. I hope that makes sense to y'all. I hope it do. Because don't be trying when we get up in the kingdom. Oh, she said the test you got. Because I'm like, Lord, no, I, you know my heart, Father. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't tell him to do that. I ain't tell him to do that, Lord. You know why I don't play with you. But, um, yeah, so, like, you, you just be real with yourself. Like, that. that's the first step is you got to be real with yourself. You know you tired. It's hard work being wicked. <laughs> it's very hard work being wicked because it's just always something going on when you're wicked. It's just always. You just don't have no peace. So if you have no peace, because our God is the God of peace, the enemy cannot offer you no peace. He can't. He can offer you a bootleg version. He can offer you a bootleg version, but it ain't peace. 
think about it. Because, listen, I used to be one of them females to be like, oh, I just want to do just because everybody else got it. But you rather, you you putting up with everything. You know that that person, when they leave, they're going to go with the other shorty. You know that. You know that you're not the only person. But you stay there because you just want to feel like you got somebody. But Jesus is right there. And I'm telling you, he, he, he'll make his presence so known to you. Like with Jesus, I, this is the best relationship of my life. I ain't never had nobody treat me like Jesus. Nobody ever treated me like Jesus. And it's just so powerful because I can't see you, but you're the best relationship that ever happened to me. He, he's so mighty y'all. Like think about that. I, we can't see him, but he is the best thing that can happen to you. And then we sit in here, right? We'll stay in these relationships. We'll we'll settle for stuff that's beneath us just to say that, oh, at least I got somebody. Like, no, baby girl, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I know right now you're not going to want to hear this. But this is the truth. It's not worth it. You have no peace. Ask God to give you some peace. Yes, you got to sacrifice it. Imagine how the Lord felt. He knew he had to sacrifice his life. They say he was, the scripture say he was sweating blood. But he still didn't. You can't sacrifice what you think is your life. Because the world cannot offer you life. It cannot offer you life. Because that will make it eternal. And we know scriptures talk about the end of the world. We know scriptures talk about that. Something that has an end can't offer you eternal. The, the earth, the world is not going to be here forever. The, the world is coming to an end. So how can it offer you life? Hallelujah. I want to go to um Moses. I said Moses, y'all. But we talking about Moses. <laughs> Let's go to Exodus chapter 2, Phil. <laughs> I said Moses real hype. Let's go to Moses. <laughs> Y'all gotta love me. Period. <laughs> uh, let's go to chapter two. The birth of Moses. <laughs> About this time, a man and a woman from the <clears throat> from the tribe of Oh my goodness, my throat. <clears throat> a man and a woman from excuse me, fam. From the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus, reeds, and water roofed in a, and with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby sister then stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him. Soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river. Her attendants walked along the riverbank. When the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. So, okay, now, family, let's let's, let's, let's set the scene real quick. You got this newborn baby, and you know that that it's an order for all the all all the what was it? All the babies, I believe they were. Hold on, I want to say it correctly. Though every the verses verse this Exodus one. 
verse 22. Throw every newborn Hebrew baby into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. Okay? So it was an order for them to throw. I, I know this, but I just want to always, you know, listen. I'm going to say it how it's supposed to be said. But can you imagine putting your baby into a basket? Because there's an order for every newborn baby that's a boy to be killed. Can you imagine, first of all, hiding your baby for three months? Then can you imagine having to put your baby in this basket and putting it in a river? You don't know where that baby's going. But do you understand that it's the same way you sacrifice. You have this baby that you cherish so much. And you hearing that it has to be sacrificed. You have to give it up. I got to give this baby up. But this is all that I know. This is my baby. I've been with this baby. I carried this baby. This is my baby. But then you you know, you know you, you know that you have to do it. You just know you have to do it. So you get the basket together. You put the baby in the basket. You put the basket in the river. And then you his sister now. Now let's say you the sister. And you see the baby, the, the basket going. And the very person who ordered the babies to be killed. Daughter finds the basket. Can you imagine how they felt in that moment? Put yourself in that predicament for a moment. Pharaoh's daughter sees the basket. Let's keep going. It says the little boy was crying and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. But you across the river, right? So now you you be back to being his sister again. You across the river. You don't know what this girl is saying. She got the ba- the basket open. You see your baby brother in the very arms of the person who's the child of of Pharaoh who wants the the babies to be dead. You see this, right? It says, then the baby sister approached the princess. Hallelujah! You see how? And she just is like. The Lord, you have to know that the Lord was playing parts in this situation. You get what I'm saying? Like for Moses' mother to see that he was a special baby, God had to have, he had to ignite this fire. And the fact that you know that you have to sacrifice some, God has ignited that fire in you. Okay. It says, then the baby sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? She asked. Yes, yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Oh, he is so mighty. God is so mighty. Do you see how just a moment, just one moment, how it changed. She would, I know she had to have sorrow. Put yourself in her shoes. You gotta, you have to hide your baby for three months. You gotta put your baby in a basket and set him up a river. Pharaoh's daughter spots the baby. But do you see how God switched it around? She got paid to take care of her baby. Now, I'm not saying that every situation that you in, that God's going to make that situation. Um, like, let's say if you're in a relationship 
Listen, I can't say what God can and can't do. Like, let me just say it like that. Because I ain't going to give you a scenario. Because God can vary so. Although it looks one way. Although you have to sacrifice this thing. Do you believe that God is doing it for your good? Do you believe that he got a plan? Do you understand that was a plan? Anything could happen. Anything could have happened. But God had a plan. This woman just had to send her baby up the river. Now, now she has, she has, I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. She got to hold her baby again. She had to have, she got to have her baby close to her again. But just, just a couple moments ago, she didn't know if she was ever going to see that baby again. That's how it is when you sacrifice it. At that moment, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is my baby. This is all I know. And you want me to give this to you? But do you see, the Lord had orchestrated a plan. Nothing but God can explain this. Nothing but God. But you know what I know? I know it's true. And you know it's true too. It's the same with our lives. Our lives are orchestrated. Just sit back and know that he is God. Yes, it looks like your baby, you might get caught with your baby. Yes, it looks like you got to go sacrifice your baby. But trust God. Trust him. He got it all ordered out. Yeah, the enemy, he's saying what, what he think going to happen. But trust God. Yeah, Pharaoh made his order. Pharaoh said all the all the babies that gotta get all the newborn babies gotta get thrown into the water. But trust God. Pharaoh's not God. Trust God. I'm telling you, family, I've been there with sacrifice. I'm there with sacrificing. I ain't even gonna say been there. I'm still there. It's still things the Lord tells me to sacrifice, but it's for my good. How can I know he's God if I don't sacrifice? How could I have known that he was God if he didn't sacrifice? Oh, that's a word. Hallelujah. Let me say it again. How would I have known that he is God if he himself wasn't sacrificed? So it's only right for me to sacrifice. To know that he is God. I have to trust him. I have to trust in his words with all my heart. And lean not to my own understandings. I got to trust God. His scriptures tell me. They always tell you trust me. Lean not to your own understanding. Be still on arm God. I will fight for you. I love you. You are precious to me. But it's so hard to believe that that's so. God is so good that you don't even want to believe it. I know. But it's the truth. His words are true. If you just be still. Don't love your life too much that you cling on to it. Put it down. Put this life down that you think that is yours. So you can find the true thing. I'm telling you. You cannot find your life in this world. You have to find your life in the kingdom. Hallelujah. It says later that when the boy was older, 
His mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. Hallelujah. And we all know. Moses is, was a powerful man in the Bible. Moses wrote the first couple books in the Bible. Do you see how his mom had to sacrifice? But she was sacrificing for God. Yes, she birthed this baby. But it was for God to use him. I hear the Lord saying, speak about people's children. We have to remember, we are birthing vessels for the Lord. Our children, yes, God gives us to gives us them. Yes, they are blessings. But they are vessels of the most high God. We have to shield and protect these children by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have to train a child up in a way so when they get older, they will not depart from it. You can't pour the world into your kids. You got to pour kingdom into these kids. Listen, you got to teach a child at a young age. If God be for you, who can be against you? But you know where you got to start? You got to believe that. You have to believe it. Because if you don't believe it, how can how can your child believe it? Now, I'm not saying God can't make the child believe it, but but we'll try to pour the world into our kids and then they grow up in this world and there's laws. We have generations of lost children. But if we pour the word of God into it, if our children see us believing the word of God, putting it into action, then they will follow our leading. But if they see you on, on Instagram twerking, that's how they gonna feel like the world operates. But if they see you and you, 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 you on your knees in prayer, a child's going to remember that. Listen, one thing about my grandma on my mama's side, I know I always hear because when she was when I was the baby, she passed. But everybody say my grandma was a woman who loved God. She loved him. And that's something I know about my grandma. If I don't know nothing else, I know my grandma love God. Now, I ain't saying my, my nana or my dad's side ain't love God. I'm just saying, I, you know, you, you tend to know your mom's side better than your dad's side. So, I'm not saying my nana didn't know the Lord. I'm pretty sure she did. But I'm just saying from, you can ask anybody in my family and they all going to tell you, my grandma loved the Lord. And that's the legacy she left behind. No, she wasn't perfect, but they knew she loved God. That is something I can tell my kids and my kids can tell their kids and their kids can tell their kids that your great, 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 great grandma loved the Lord. That's the legacy she left. Do you want your kids to be able to say that about you? Listen, you might not got to meet your granny, but she loved the Lord. That's powerful. That is powerful. That is so powerful. So back to the baby, Moses being sacrificed, right? His mom did have to sacrifice. She did. But look at the outcome. Hallelujah. Look look at how the Lord used Moses. It was for her good. 
That baby she birthed and she protected and she nurtured, nurtured and she nursed and she cared for. And look who he became. He listen. He's he, he's flawed, but look how the Lord used them. And it's the same thing with you. Lay down your life that you think is your life, so you can find it. Don't cling on to it. The Lord wants to use you in a mighty way. He does. He does. But he got to show you who you are first. How can he show you who you are if you're still so lost in the world? You got to be willing to say, Lord, I lay the world. Everything I learned in the world, I lay it at your feet, Father. Take it. Clean my heart. Make my heart pure. Make it soft. Remove the thorns, Father. Let me have a heart like yours, Father. That's how you got to be. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want to go to um, Romans 12. Family, I don't know if y'all can hear this uh, fan I got. I got this little cute fan. It's so cute. It's so tiny. But listen, because just us be in here. First, you know, I told you I don't like to be hot. But I be in here, and I think sometimes when uh, the spirit show up, well, no, I ain't gonna say sometimes when the spirit be showing up, I be roasting. Okay, I had to get me a little fan. So if you hear it, that's what that is. It be a little fan because when the spirit show up, when that fire of God hit, it's over. It be hot. <laughs> so let's read Romans twelve. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for which, for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluations of yourself. Measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Hallelujah. And I know I know we we read this um yesterday. But the Lord said read it again. And family, we're gonna keep reading this, right? Well, we're not gonna we're gonna finish reading this. <laughs> but we need each other. It's, it's a proverb and it says, as an iron sharpens an iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. We need each other. We all need each other. And let's, let's read it. Just as our bodies have many parts and, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Listen. Don't don't allow the enemy to shut your mouth because you feel shame. That's why I be like, speak out, speak out, because the truth will set you free. I was talking to y'all about how my daughter had asked me when she was reading the Bible. She said, "Mom, why did God? He knew that where Adam and Eve was. He knew what they did. Why did he? Why did he ask them where they was at?" And I said, because once they set it out their mouth, it set them free. You see that they hid from him in shame. 
But once they was able to speak what they have done and set them free, they felt no more shame. That's how it is with you. Yes, you fell short to the glory of God. Yeah. Everybody else did. That's why that's why he's worthy. Because we all fall short to the glory of God. But he still has this, this rich love for us. Let's go to Romans 8 real quick. He has this rich, unfailing love for his children. And that's why we all love him so much. Because he is worthy. He is so worthy. But he still loves us. He loves a sinner. Sinners like us. What's that song? I think it's Amazing Grace. I was with those, but now I'm fine. He, listen, I got to look up the lyrics. But you know how he be like, she be like, um, he love a wretch like me or something. I think that's what she say, family. But like, for real, it's like, you're worthy. You are the alpha and the omega. The first and the last. The beginning and the end. And you love me? You are the creator of everything of the heavens and the earth. And you love me? What? I'm nothing but dust and ashes. And you love me? You thought to form me in my mother's womb? You cared enough about me to create me? I would have been nothing. You would have been nothing if God didn't think to create you. That's why he's so worthy. He knit your innermost parts because he loves you. He died. He said, Jesus, I came to give you an abundant life. He said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Oh, he is mighty. That's why family, he is worthy. That's why you hear me always say he worthy. He's the only one worthy of all the praise. Because he loves us. It's times that I can think about, I didn't even love myself. And you know how I had to find out how to love myself? I had to let God love me first. That's the only way scripture say we talked about it yesterday. We love each other because he loved us first. And we know that we love our neighbors as ourselves. So if God doesn't love us, right? If, if, well, I'm not going to say if God does. Okay, let me put it this way first. If God doesn't love us, how could we love other people? We wouldn't be able to love. But the fact that he loves us and we love, he loves us before we even loved him. He teaches how to love ourselves. But the fact that he loves us first, he loves you more than you can love yourself. That's why he's so worthy. He taught me how to love myself. He taught me my worth. Hallelujah. He is mighty. He is so mighty, y'all. But let's go down to... um, No power... It's Romans 8, 39. Wait, let's go up a little higher. Verse, Verse 38. And I am convinced... That nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for tomorrow, for our, for our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. 
Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, he is so good. And that's why he's so worthy. We're so hard on ourselves. I told you we was gonna go to Jesus. Yo, let me let me look, let me get the scripture for y'all. We are so hard on ourselves. And he not even that hard on us. Um, hold on, where is it at? Matthew eleven. Verse 30. Okay, wait. Let's let's go to verse 28. Because Jesus in the red. I'm telling you, it's a breakthrough in the red. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Oh, he is speaking. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Ooh, he is mighty, y'all. I came into the kingdom so nasty i told you it was that i just it was that kind of i i when i first 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 walked into the kingdom and he he showered me with that unfailing love it was like when he met me in the pit right it was that i don't even want you to see me here that's how i felt i felt so dirty like i don't even want you to see me here god like once i came to the reality that he is God. Like, I really, he, he knocked the scales off my eyes and I could see him for who he truly was. I was like, don't even, I don't even want you to see me here. This is horrible. This, this is horrible, Lord. Don't, why are you even here? But, but listen, this is what he did for me. He said, come to me. All who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. I'm telling you, family, he gives me rest. He gives me rest. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, oh God. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I need to praise him because he's worthy. You need to praise him because he's worthy. Because it's somebody you carrying a heavy burden. And he wants to give you rest. That's what the scriptures are speaking. He says that burden is heavy. That unforgiveness is heavy. That relationship is heavy. That that circumstance is heavy. Let me give you rest. Oh, he is so good. Because what did you deserve to get the rest? That's why he's so good. He just wants to give it to you. You even do nothing to deserve it. He says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your soul. Find rest. Go to the Lord and ask him. Say, Father, give me rest for my soul. My soul is so burdened. But give me rest, Lord. Give me rest. Hallelujah. I receive your rest. Family, we hear all the time. It's no rest for the wicked. There's no rest for the wicked. family 
receive his rest today. He says, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Come to the father because I'm here to testify. I am a witness that his yoke is easy to bear and the burden he gives me is light. I can testify to that family. Hallelujah. It was a battle within me. It was with me to sacrifice all I knew. It was a battle within myself. But once I I gave it to him, once I handed it to him, once I dropped it, I had rest. It was just rest. Yeah, I had to see, I had I had to take in how wicked I was. I had to I had to look at myself through the eyes of the father. But it was rest. Because as I looked at myself, I see how much the Lord loved me. Because I was like, Lord, I was so wicked. And then I, I got into the scriptures. And I see that friendship with the world makes yourself an enemy of God. So I knew I was an enemy of him. But the fact he met me in a pit. Oh, the fact he knocked the scales off my eyes. I was able to see. His unfailing love. And I pray. Because I know the Lord wants to do that in your life. Allow him to do it. Receive the Lord. If he tells you get rid of those people. Get rid of them. If he tells you give up that relationship with that person. Give up that relationship. If he says fast. Fast. If he says pray. Pray. If he says talk to him. Talk to him. Well that's praying. But you get what I'm saying. Don't hold in what you feel in your heart. Let it out. Let it out. Hallelujah. You see when he came into the garden, right? When the light came in, the Bible talks about, let's go to Genesis real quick, right? Genesis chapter three. And let's. Let's um, go to verse 8. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? You see how when the light came in, and it says it in John chapter 1. I believe it's John chapter 1. We're about to go to there too. But you know how the light came into the world, but people love darkness more than light? So they run from the from run from the light. Do you see how they ran from the light? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Hallelujah. Don't be because when the light comes, you are naked and exposed. Because God knows your innermost thoughts. He knows your innermost being. So you do, you feel naked in front of him. But don't run. Acknowledge the fact that you're naked. Acknowledge it, but don't run. Don't run. Stand there. And look, he replied, who, who, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? There's no need to run from him. Do you see how he just gave, he just had a conversation with Adam. It was no need to run. <laughs> What did he need to run for? He asked him a question. Who told you you were naked? 
Did you eat from the fruit I commanded from from the tree I commanded you not to eat? Did you do that? The man replied, it was the young woman you gave me. The fruit and I ate it. Listen, when you go to God, take have accountability. Be accountable for what you did. Cause that was one thing. But this person did this. Excuse me. But I ain't like it about that. They treated me this way. Take ownership for what you done. The Lord going to handle them. You see, he handled Eve. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? And the serpent, the, the serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, and he handed out the judgment. And he handed out judgment for Eve. And then listen to verse 17, when he said to Adam and to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat. You see how he, 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 he specifically told Adam. So still Adam had to have accountability. Everybody else got, got what he, what, their judgment, they got their punishment, but Adam was still held accountable because I told you not to do it. That's why you have to have accountability. Don't worry about what everybody be accountable for you. Be set free for you. You holding people of unforgiveness in your heart. That's not that's nothing but adding more burden for you. Be accountable. Lord, listen. I have unforgiveness in my heart about that person and I'm wrong because you have forgiven me. Put everything else aside. Lord, I got unforgiveness because of me. It will set you free. It will set you free. Let's go to, um, hold on. Let's just see for a second. Um, let's go back to Romans 8. And let's go to verse 28. It says, and we know that God causes everything work together for the good of those who love God and according to his purpose for them. Believe that. Yeah, you made mistakes. Yes, you have fallen short. I have fallen short. I have made mistakes. I make mistakes. But know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Go tell the Lord, Lord, I want to fall in love with you. The scriptures say, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. You have not because you ask not. You don't feel God's love because have you asked for it? If you ask for it, have you seeked? Have you knocked on the door? Listen. 
family. <sighs> God is so good. I just want to go back to because we really need to close out with the yoga game. Because listen, that's mighty. Because that is the truth. Stop being so hard on yourself. Stop worrying about everything. Just worry about the Father. Let's go back to Matthew 11, verse 28, one more time. Because he's, he's calling out to his children. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And as I was reading that, I heard the father say, tell them to ask me what their burdens are. Ask the Lord, what's your burden? What's your heavy burden? Ask him. Ask ask God, show me. Because he got a way, right? He got a way. He created you. You have to know he knit your innermost being. He, he, He knit you in your mother's womb. He knows how to communicate to you. Just ask him to open your eyes to see how he communicates to you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, Father. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you that we are all one body and we all belong to each other, Lord. I thank you for that, Father. Lord, I'm praying. That each one of your children, including myself, Father, that we receive your yoke. That we stop being so hard on ourselves. I pray that we all experience your unfailing love, Father. We all get to see you in a new light, Lord. I pray that you you just take us to another glory with you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that each one of your children sees how you communicate to them they're able to understand they'll they'll be like i know the lord is speaking hallelujah lord i'm praying you give them the reassurance to know it's you speaking lord hallelujah father i just thank you for your yoke i thank you for being gentle and humble at heart i thank you for creating us we were nothing but dust and ashes We still are nothing but dust and ashes, Lord, but you love us. That means so much, Lord. So I just honor you and I praise you. And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And Father, for another thing, I pray my brothers and sisters get the wisdom, the understanding, and the knowledge, Lord, to hear what your spirit is speaking to them, Father. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Okay, fam. (laughs) So, we are done with this word for today. Um, Remember, shameless plug at the bottom. Go book your one-on-one call. If not, send your sister email. Go hit her up on IG. Whatever you guys to do. Because remember, we all belong to each other. Okay? We all belong to each other in this body of Christ. We all fighting a good fight of faith together, okay? So, let's say it together. I love you. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.